Let me throw a quote at you from uh, an article written uh, in the national newspapers by our next guest. Best before dates are about quality, not safety. They're not the same as expiry dates. In other words, best before dates are created by the same companies invested in consumers buying their products as regularly as possible. Without real guidelines in place, there's plenty of potential for the system to be abused in pursuit of profits. This under the headline, best before dates on food are long past their prime in Canada. The author of the piece is Lori Nickel, the CEO of Second Harvest, Canada's largest food rescue organization. Lori Nickel joins us this morning from Toronto. Lori, good morning and thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you with us. Saw the article. I read it in the Montreal Gazette a few days ago and went, oh, my, uh, this is a bit of an eye popper. Most people don't pay much attention to anything other than what the date says without thinking too much about what's going on behind it, don't we? That's absolutely true. And people correlate the best before date with food safety when, in fact, it's not about safety. It's about peak freshness. Now, talk to us about that. What, Of course, we obviously recognize the difference. You say it's about quality rather than safety. But what are the rules, if any, regarding best before dates? So I think before we do that, we have to explain the difference between best before and expiry. Because people often think they mean the same thing. Yes. And they don't. And so in Canada, there's only five foods that expire. And it is about the nutritional quality of that food. So they would be um, baby formula because after that date, the nutrients degrade. And so the, the baby needs that formula to have all the nutrients. Sure. The other one would be like insure products for seniors, meal replacements. Mm-hmm. Same reason. Or like protein bars or meal replacements. So if you're running a race and you really need those nutrients to keep yourself going, we want to make sure that that's factual. The other two are by prescription only. So don't worry about it unless your doctor tells you to worry about it. Everything else is a best before that is put on by manufacturers. And they're so conservative. And many foods that have best before dates, good example would be water, uh, don't require, like, don't need a best before date and shouldn't have one at all. So it does push us into buying foods and wasting food, which is the real problem here is we're throwing all this food away. And we shouldn't be. Yeah, it's interesting you would, you would say water, too. Now, because a lot of us will go, why would water have a best before date? Oh, wait a second. It's in a plastic container. And maybe after date X, the water becomes in some way tainted by its plastic and it should be tossed. And that's just nonsense, isn't it? It is nonsense. I mean, absolutely. Things leach like plastic. We shouldn't be you know, using plastic for most things anyway. But that's a different day, a different topic. Uh, <laughs> But best before dates really are about, like, when you think about it, we don't value food in this country or, or the Western world at all because it's so far removed from us. So, so we think that everybody has the best intentions and it's about food safety. But, like, if you think about the war when there was food scarcity, there was no best before dates. Best before dates are relatively new. Right. Um, and now we're also stuck in this cultural mindset of this is about safety, this is about safety. If we can break that habit use our common sense. That doesn't mean that we should be eating spoiled food. We should be just understanding what these things mean. And so on top of the date, if you throw anything in a freezer and everything freezes, Mm -hmm. that stops the degradation of the food right in that moment. So you can then again, you can eat meat for up to a year. 
Laurie, I wanted to I wanted to point again another uh, just a quick uh, item from the piece that you wrote, and this is a, again bit of an eye popper. Research shows that nearly sixty percent of all food produced in Canada, over thirty five million tons, is lost or wasted annually. According to the United Nations, the average Canadian wastes about seventy nine kilograms of food every year, surpassing the average American. By 20 kilograms, that's almost 50 pounds. That's an enormous amount of waste. Tell us more. Oh, isn't that horrible? Yeah. It's so sad. It's, so there's a, a waste is lost across the whole supply chain. And best before dates aren't just at the home. They happen at retail. It happens in transit. It happens at the manufacturer. So you can have tractor trailer loads of food that have a best before date that's getting close uh, or maybe two months away, but retail won't accept it then. But we waste so much food in this country, it's mind-boggling. And the reality is that most of this food ends up in landfill. Mm -hmm. It's cheap. And when it goes into landfill, it creates methane gas, and that is a direct contributor to the climate crisis. In the world, 8% of all global emissions are about food waste. So it's a really simple thing that we should be managing a whole lot better. You know, and yet we are, we're, we're very conscious of these best before days. Now, obviously, for a product like milk or something like that, it didn't matter. It's a great deal. But uh, in a lot of cases, we're, we're very picky. I know as a consumer, I'm a label reader. So, um, and I'm always looking at best before dates and I'm making sure I'm not putting anything in the, in the shopping cart that is dated. And I always, I get a little ticked when I'm going, wait a second, this is the store. This is dated. They can't sell this. And so uh, we, we, are conscious of the best before date without perhaps really understanding what that date's all about. Exactly. And it really has, it's just a number. It's a conservative number. So, I mean, and there's so many resources. At Second Harvest, if you go to our website, there's resources that tell you how long this food will actually last, right? So milk will last a couple of weeks. So eggs will last a couple of weeks. But again, if you throw it in the freezer, it lasts for much, much longer. So the dates really are arbitrary for the most part. Most of the foods that actually even have dates don't need them at all. And so some of the foods that do, they're just so conservative that they don't, they're not valuable anymore. So I think we all just need to shift our mindset and start thinking about, like, is this safe to eat? If it's safe, does, does it pass the smell test? When you look at it, does it, does it pass the test? And I think we're just so concerned about food safety, and we should be always, don't get me wrong, but we're being misled that this is about food safety because it's not. So where is the role of government in all of this? I mean, we, we always, uh, we're always looking to government for answers, sometimes erroneously. But however, they're the ones with the guidelines and all the rest of it, Health Canada and various other agencies, CFIA mm-hmm. and so on. So what is the role of government in all of this in terms of explaining to consumers, Lori, the difference between expiry and best before? Well, I think their role actually is broader than this, and it really is about food waste, period. And we had made a commitment to the UN that we would have food waste by 2030, and we made that commitment in 2015. And the truth is that we're not actually regulated. No business is regulated to measure it. We have not set targets. There's no um, there's no support to measure your food loss and waste, because what happens if the government of Canada says you must measure, meet these targets, report on it. We'll support you with some resources or tools or funding, whatever you need to get there. And if you don't hit this target, then there's repercussions. 
Well, we know when that happens, innovation flourishes. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Buddha businesses are going to look at is those best before dates. And that will prevent a whole lot at source because we way overproduce for Canadians. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Second Harvest, because you you identify yourself proudly as Canada's largest food rescue organization. Tell us about what you were doing. You talk about innovation flourishing. So tell us about some of the innovations Second Harvest has come up with, Lori. Absolutely. So we are, what we do is rescue surplus perishable primarily food in the categories of produce, protein, and dairy. And we do a great deal of research so that 58% of all food lost and wasted is a second harvest research. We identified how many charities are actually using food in Canada, and it's 61,000. So our goal is to make sure that those 61,000 charities or nonprofits get this surplus food instead of it going into landfill. So we divert it to them. We do it through, uh, we have a fleet and warehouse in Toronto. We have a food rescue app that I would encourage every nonprofit to access in every food business. So Starbucks, for example, is a national partner or Sobeys. They'll put their food on the app and a nonprofit in the neighborhood will say, I'll take it. Sure. And they take it. Interesting. Yeah. And so we're just moving food across this country instead of ensuring it doesn't go into landfill because we really see ourselves as an environmental organization. Keep that food out of landfill. Everybody should be eating it, rich or poor. Uh, secondharvest.ca, by the way, is their excellent website with lots more information about uh, what they do with food. And, and again, no waste, no hunger. We're on a mission to grow our innovative, efficient food recovery network to fuel people and reduce the environmental impact of avoidable food waste. And that's what it's all about. Lori Nicol, thanks ever so much for making yourself available to us this morning. Great to have you on the show and continued thank success at Second Harvest. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.